on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Today's episode is a side of beer or many fear to tread. Starting off at the top of the list is Schwarzweather, a Schwartz beer by Spangalang Brewery in Denver, Colorado. The Shirtless Putin Catching Rays. A Czech dark lager given to us by the Call to Arms Brewing Company in Denver, Colorado. The Obscura Dark Mexican Lager from Trivoli Brewery in Denver, Colorado. The Big Bad Bronze Baltic Porter from the Odyssey Beer Works and Brewery and Tap Room in Arveda, Colorado. Rounding it up will be the Czech Dark Lager from Brews Beers in Denver, Colorado. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Welcome, welcome everyone to another suds segment where we believe that the only thing better than drinking beer is, well, I don't know that we found the only thing better than drinking beer. Moist. (laughs) (laughs) We are dedicated to looking though at the bottom of all the glasses Mm -hmm. that had beer in them. And all the cans. And the cans. Yes. And bottles. Especially the cans. Clap yes. Yes. Well, I am one of your hosts, Godo Gal Juliana, and joining me today for this special episode is Reverend Mark. Hello, hello, friends. Good to be around the table with you all. Good old boy, Drew. Oh, that's me. I'm excited. He's <laughs> so Good old boy, Dave. Hey, everybody. I'm here. No yeah, sound this is the real me. Effect. I'm a real boy. Hi, everybody. How adorable. I ran out of buttons. I, I Wow, that's a first. Well, today's episode is a side of beer where many fear to tread. Where angels fear to tread? Uh, a dark side. There are a lot of mixed conceptions about dark beer. They're too strong. They taste like motor oil. They say those things about Reverend Mark. Those are bad. Well, to some people, they're bad. Mm. But they simply are not true. We've talked a lot about traditional dark ales like stouts and porters, but today we're going to explore something even more mysterious. It's made with bits of real panther, so you know it's good. Otherwise known as dark lagers. 
Reverend Mark, would you mind giving us today's lineup of all things dark and devious? Yeah, I'd be glad to. And really, one of my favorite styles all the way around. So the beers that we will be sampling today and discussing, uh, starting off at the top of the list, is Schwarzweather, uh, a Schwartz beer by Spangalang Brewery in Denver, Colorado. Best brewery name ever. Yeah. Spangalang. Yeah. <laughs> kind of like that uh, Chuck Berry song, My Spangalang, My Spangalang. Everybody sing, I want what? you to play with me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there yeah. may or may not be children listening to this show. I mean, it's probably a bad idea, but still. There may or may not be children hosting this show. <laughs> and as we can continue to degenerate here, we'll go to the shirtless Putin catching rays. <laughs> <laughs> a Czech dark lager. Uh, by the given to us by the Call to Arms Brewing Company in Denver, Colorado. Appropriately named. Yeah. Unfortunately. The next one will be the Obscura Dark Mexican Lager from Trivoli Brewery. I think I've got that right. See. Si. In Denver, Colorado. Bueno. A lot of Denver beers yeah, yeah, coming yeah, our yeah, way. Yeah. <laughs> and then the Big Bad Bronze Baltic Porter. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. Too. and that's the from the Odyssey Beer Works and Brewery and Tap Room in Arveda, Colorado. You're not that guy, pal. Trust me, you're not that guy. <laughs> <laughs> and then rounding it up will be the Czech Dark Lager from Brews Beers in Denver, Colorado. That's an interesting brewery name. Hey, Brews. Beers yes. or Bruce Beers? Smack them around a little bit. I, I guess so. You know what? You have to show those beers who's boss. Sometimes. Right? knock them around a little bit. Sometimes you really do. And if we have, if time permits, we're going to have a bonus beer or two. Thank you, Reverend Mark. That was most excellent. Okay. Go to boy Drew. Are you ready? Please give us the Suds ratings for today. And if you would, please use your deepest, darkest voice <clears throat> hold on to your loved ones <clears throat> and your sound <laughs> we'll be discussing and reading these beers with these suds ratings plus our signature belching sounds here are those ratings now one that sucks give me anything but a bud two was that a belch <laughs> That was fun. Good old boy Drew is available for all Halloween and outdoor comedic events. And kids' birthday parties. <laughs> you don't want me inside. <laughs> Whoa. Wow. I'm gonna, okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take that clip. I'm going to use that. <laughs> all right. Let's get to the beer. The first one that we are going to talk about is Schwartzweather. It's a Schwartz beer from Spangling Brewing Company. I see your Schwartz is as big as mine. So Schwartz beer is a black lager for those that are keeping up. And this is 5% ABV. 
It's a black lager with hints of chocolate and coffee. Yeah. So, thoughts? Go, Riffmark. Go, man. So, yeah. I think that this, um, you know, is a a perfect and most illustrative. Ooh, um, that's a 25-cent word. Drink. Uh, if one wants to talk about Schwartz beer. It's extremely dark, and yet the flavor uh, just sends you on a really light and delicious pace that uh, could allow you to drink several pints of this without even noticing. It is. Yeah. I mean, it's like it's opaque dark, Mm -hmm. which makes you think that it's going to be something very chewy and very heavy, but it's. It's not. No, not at all. I, you know, Schwartz weather. I was wondering, is that a play on sweater weather or shorts? Because frankly, I I think both. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I could drink this in the winter. I could drink this in the summer. It's approachable. Mm. So, so it literally means black beer in German, sometimes called a black pills. This beer is rarely as dark as black or as hop forward and bitter as a pills. Strongly roasted porter like flavors are a flaw. Um, <laughs> so it shouldn't taste like a porter, right. like it should be smoother. Good you know, a regional specialty from Thuringia, Thuringia, Saxony, and Franconia in Germany served as the inspiration for black lagers brewed in Japan. You know they what? Those, those guys region. they steal everything from people. Uh, popularity grew after German reunification in 1990. Characteristic. Ingredients, German Munich malt and Pilsner malts for the base with huskless, no husks. That would Dark be huskless. roasted malts that add roast flavors Fully without burnt flavors. Dehusked. German hop De-husked. varieties and clean German lager yeast are traditional. So there you go. Yeah. Should be just a clean, smooth beer that just looks mm. dark, you know. And it is. Is that it what does it have is? some roasty right. character to it, though. So bit. that's a flaw. I, right. No, I don't. I, th- I think it can have some. Yeah, no, no. I don't think. I think it's just just enough. Um, I think if it you, came out as aggressively roasty, it would be a flaw. Is there a? Let's say aggressive. This this all seems very subjective. Like a a coffee Schwartz beer would probably not go. You wouldn't flavor a Schwartz beer with coffee, you'd, right? You'd, okay. Be like like double brew. Yeah, you know, I mean, you could do a, you know, a lactose Schwartz beer. Oh God! Yeah. Why? Yeah. Can why? We just because yeah. you say that we did. Just but then, you is can? it really even a Schwartz beer anymore? Yeah. I mean, at that point, isn't it like hard iced coffee, right, Ooh. or something? Or like we've seen in so many other delicate styles, uh, the imperialization of this product yeah, would not be a Schwartz beer. Yeah, that wouldn't be so good. Yeah, it might be good, but it wouldn't be a Schwartz beer. Yeah. You know? It's like I tell my wife, bigger's not always better. You know? Dang autocrats <laughs> with their imperial. <laughs> oh, wait, that's a different meaning. Yeah. Okay, so let's dumb it down for just a minute for those that are, for me? are new. No, I was thinking for me. So a black IPA is going to be dark. It's going to mm-hmm. be roasty, mm-hmm. but it's going to have a lot of hops. And it's also right. brewed with an ale yeast versus a yeah. lager yeast. Right. Whoa. Yeah. There's two different kinds of yeast. Drew, Maybe we need to back up. Drew has brewed a lot of dark IPAs. But right. at least one. But they're IPAs, therefore they're ale yeast. Yes. 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 Right. Okay. I don't have the space nor equipment nor patience for gotcha. lagering, unfortunately. I guess you could brew a dark IPL. You could. 
Why I've not? Had one. Like yeah. uh, Jack's Abbey's probably done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. But I think even obviously hops, a lot of hops at least would be uh, distracting. Okay. To sure. this style. Sure. Um, Unbalanced, even. So yeah, and an ale yeast would, you know, give it a little bit more of a estuary profile, just even a little, which you don't want in this beer in particular. Right, because right? you want it clean and you mm-hmm. want it dry. And this mm-hmm. is clean and dry. I mean, granted, it's roasty, but it's otherwise clean and dry. Now, there's a fine line between adding a lot of dark malts to make something look really dark. Right. Like dark as night as this, but not produce a lot of like really dark roasted flavor because you don't exactly. want to overdose on right. the dose right now is it safe to say that some people have used some sort of trickery sorcery dark in a magic? liquid form Flavorings. to make something that dark yeah <laughs> i think there, there definitely would be some you know on a larger scale additives that could be put in okay. after 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 the brewing process but i know just for me as a hobby brewer that you know when I'm going for a Schwartz beer, uh, that I add dark malts after I have already mashed. And so I just, I, I'm not extracting much dark flavor into the, into the wort. Just the we'll color. be back with and more just a about bit of this. Color. Yep, in just a second. Welcome back, everyone. So today we're doing an episode and we're going on the dark side. And what we've been talking about before the break was Schwartzweather, which is a Schwartz beer from Spangling Brewery. And we were talking about different ways of making a Schwartz beer. So, with that being said, what are we going to rate this sweater weather? Or <laughs> Schwartz weather? <laughs> shall we go with the four? I guess we shall. Sounds good to me. All right, cool. Moving on, let's do something a little different, and let's go to the shirtless Putin catch and raise Czech Dark Lager. This beer is 5.3% ABV, and as it is, it's a dark Czech lager, although it's a lot lighter in color than our previous beer. Dang near ruby. Right. right. It's not as Schwartz as our Schwartz beer. The Schwartz is not as strong. Badumch. No, we're not doing that. Tasty. I like it. I mean, I, I think uh, it's definitely got a nice malt forward flavor. It is malty. I want to make mm-hmm. fun of it just because of the name. Sure. Well, you I know. think you should. You know how yeah. it's, you know, kind of impotent. You know, a little thin. Yeah, you know, yeah. Uh, it puts up a big front. Yeah, you know, and then it just doesn't deliver. Right. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but the beer actually is not bad. Actually, the beer is quite yeah. nice. It's just, you know, I'm sure when they named it, they were you know naming it to to make fun of you know somebody that needs to be made fun of and may or may not take. It's kind of a cartoon himself. Photo off. Sure. Opportunities without shirts on the yeah. back of. Small horses, riding, ponies, a, riding really. a polar bear while he's catching salmon with his teeth. This is—it's interesting to me because I don't know that I've ever had a dark check lager before, and I'm kind of like confused as to what it's supposed to be. Do you know what I mean? It's be- like if a Schwartz beer and a Dunkel had a baby. Okay. And they called it Putin. Leia. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. 
is Putin all over the place. Yeah. I guess because it's it's the not as got me Putin. <laughs> wow. I mean, it's not as dry as the last one. Definitely not. It's got a, a, a maltiness to the finish and in the and in the front end. Yeah. It very it's multi really much more so throughout in my mm-hmm. opinion. But you know, one man's opinion. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't finish clean and in neutral. You know, yeah. you've still got a little sweetness. There's a little lingering. But it's not bad. You know, like is no, that maybe no, not no. Represent, maybe it might not be the best. You know, BJCP style representation, but so. Uh, Speaking of BJCP, the overall impression should be a rich, dark, malty Czech lager with a roast character that can vary from almost absent to quite prominent. Malty balance and an Mm. interesting and complex flavor profile with variable levels of hopping that provide a range of possible interpretations. So basically, it could be anything. Anything. A politician. Yeah, I know. Some of these BJCP style descriptions are the parameters are just off the chart. Well, because these are the new 2021 versions. So, yeah, it's, it's all inclusive. But like, um, I, I, I don't know. It's not a bad beer. It's a, no, it's no. good. It's, it's not, not what I would think of when somebody said to me, though, check lager. Yeah. Well, like, but, but it kind of reminds me of an amber ale, though, in a way. Am I wrong in thinking that? Uh, I mean, color yeah. certainly matches. Color matches. I mean, yeah. it's got a little bit of sweetness to it. Um, but I don't think it's, I don't think it totally matches. Okay. But I, when I think of Czech lagers, I think a little something a little more hop forward. Yeah, so. and this isn't that. It's more malt forward. This is more like yeah. candy to me. Like, like I feel like, mm-hmm. like if I started talking like caramel or you know notes like right. that. Not yeah, yeah, like okay. an English brown kind of maybe. maybe. Yeah, but okay. I get Northern yeah, I get a little brown. bit of almost like a caramunic uh, aspect to it as well. Okay, yeah. okay, well, but it's. It's okay. No, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, nice. it's decent. It's decent. Okay. Well, we are going to rate the shirtless Putin catch and raise a three. Okay. Now for something completely different. You keep saying this word. And they're all. It does not mean. But this word. one, but this one is completely different because I don't know that I've really had one of these before. The Obscura Dark Mexican Lager from Tivoli. This is five point two percent ABV, so still in the same wheelhouse of this five percentish stuff that we've been drinking. It's this. Mexican lager reflects a blend of Mexican and German brewing traditions. It features a substantial amount of Vienna malt and flaked corn and is lagered for over a month. Hmm. Yeah, it has a more rounded taste than the previous one. Would you attribute uh, that to the maize? I would. I like, And I like, and I think that makes it uh, unique or at least uh, more you of an in- indigenous. Corn. Yeah. But this is, and this is really neat, you know, because when I think of Mexican lagers, I think of something that's with a lime in it. Could be and skunky. Could be. They don't all have to be skunky. Some people don't put them in clear bottles. That's true. True. That is true. True. Thank you, Pacifica. Um, But Vittorio. Yeah. Mega Modelo. Right. 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 Which I I say this has some similarities to Negro Modelo. I mean, fair. Yeah. Yeah. But I, could I, but see I that. like this a lot. I think this is a little more complex and rounded out. It's I can probably get the other one easier, though. True. 
True. True, but I I mean, maybe we could start a trend and like start having dark Mexican lagers, you know? We can mm. we can If this is what what it's going to be, Amen. yes, I think yeah. that should absolutely be. Yeah. A no, cuz this, this is This is an amazing beer. Yeah, it's really good and I could see it going with Mexican cuisine just as well as the lighter versions of it. And really easy drinking and flavorful for what it is. Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't know, like, I don't know, Drew and Mark, you guys cook more than we do. Like, would you, what kind of food would you use this with? Mm. Like I say, I could see, I could see steaming, you know, uh, like a a delicate white fish uh, for a fish taco, Mm. you know. Mole would, oh yeah. It's got a nice chocolate note to it. I Mm -hmm. also wouldn't hate it with um, some cumin spice, like, uh, barbecue you know mm. something you know like mm-hmm. some good bark to it but like some mexican spices yeah. you know to right. offset some of that i'll uh, be honest yeah no that's that's dude, no, right now we're, I'm we're all hungry, hungry yeah <laughs> but you know i i have to say like when we first saw this beer and it said dark mexican lager i almost was kind of thinking like mexican stout like they were gonna go the cinnamon and like uh, uh, chilies yeah. you know yeah. yeah like mexican cake wedding cake or, or something like that and i'm glad that's not what it was agreed because yeah. although that's good no they're All those, those are, are great beers yeah but i like that this is just a german influenced stout that is brewed or a lager that is brewed really well and, and with some corn and and has like that that indigenous mexican component to it that i think is Man, I mean, it, it makes you feel like a lot of a lot of the big commercial Mexican beers give them a bad name. Well, I mean, it'd be like coming to uh, you know America and judging our brewing scene by Coors, Miller Lite, Nick Ultra, but not, and and nothing against those beers; they're very difficult to make. They do them very consistently and very well. Facility all over the world; they're very good at what they do, but but they're yeah. they're they're scaled down to hit as many palates as possible. Correct. You know, broad appeal. Yeah, but this is outstanding, man. This is a great, great beer. Yeah. To that point, I feel like I could pour this for somebody who drinks a Budweiser or somebody who drinks like Mm -hmm. some obscure craft beer and both people would like it. I I agree, but I think you'd have to pour in a cup that couldn't see the color. Fair. Okay. Because people have that weird mentality mentality of something dark is going to be really thick and chewy. Put red food coloring in white wine and you can... <laughs> there you go. Literally, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I think the corn does something. It's it's really interesting in a lager, vis-a-vis an ale. Like I'm thinking, cream ales have a lot of you know maize in them, but the corn, you know, it is is melded more with the, uh, you know, kind of the fruitiness and the mm-hmm. of a of an ale. And so this this really, uh, I think, um, is a is a good. It pairs well with a lager in that if you serve it cold, it just uh, it's even more has more of a thin aspect to it. Not not in a negative sense, but you could drink more of it. Yeah. On a on a hot day, so it's a it's, crushable. It's a crushable beer. Yeah. Yeah. And I think if it warms up, then you get a little bit more of that corn than than you would originally notice. Um, like most things, it warms yeah, up. You get a little yeah. more complexity, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Cool. So I love it. Yeah. Okay. 
Well, we are going to rate the Obscura Dark Mexican Lager from Tivoli a five. I would like for it to be less obscure. <laughs> All right, let's get into some story time. Oh no, story it's time! Storytelling, Mark. <clears throat> story time. Yeah, you know, I mean. Um, <laughs> All stories are true, even if they didn't happen. But this seems to. <laughs> and, and you are a reverend. Yeah, I would like all, to point out. all yeah. good wow. stories. I have to have to qualify that all good stories are true, even if they didn't happen. But this apparently happened of all places in China, which uh, imagine consideration. I can. I wow. it makes even more sense. It has to do with this man who bought some special medicinal wine uh, that was conditioned with venomous with a venomous snake inside each bottle he bought three bottles of this stuff so isn't all wine medicinal but then the snake that that yeah yeah hmm. yeah so it was sold I guess for medicinal purposes yeah. meaning I guess you could buy it in a drug store I'm not sure but anyway did they keep it next to the sacramental <laughs> wine yeah but but wait a second does the like does the goodness of the snake ooze into the wine? Oh yeah, yeah. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You've never had had it till the snake so. oozes into it. Yeah. <laughs> and this is cobra, uh, cobras. We're in uh, one cobra per bottle. Those are some big bottles. What's that then, huh? yeah. in there? Cobra. Yeah, there yeah. you go. So this is like if you, yeah, if you bought some king cobra malt liquor to you know medicine. Yeah. It might be a cease and desist coming somewhere. Yeah. yeah. Wow. That's fair. Okay. So it'll be the first. Apparently, one. this this man bought it for his his ill son who had some sort of a chronic illness, and set these bottles aside for almost a year, and then opened the first one, and was just attacked immediately by one of the snakes. Got snake bit. Was taken to a hospital. Good hold news. On, hold, on, hold on. Snake wine that bites you. Yes, snake wine. Is that what you. makes it medicinal? So okay, so let's let's Whoa. take this story. So okay. okay, so a guy goes and buys some medicinal wine with poisonous snakes in it for his son. So right. it's not for me; it's for my son. Right, right, right. And yeah. then and then he lets it sit for a year. For a year, yeah. and apparently they 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 left the. The cap slight, slightly unscrewed so that it would breathe. The snake and, got just enough air to stay just alive. Just enough air to stay alive. And it's been soaking in wine for a year, so it's yeah. drunk as crap. Yep. And I'd imagine a little angry. Yeah. Wow. Yep. So you get you open it up, you get a drunk, angry cobra coming at you. Yep. Only <laughs> only in China. <laughs> only in or maybe Alabama. Yeah, wow. I was about to say, can we really judge? We're just a. I think know. in Alabama it'd be a copperhead, though. I don't know. Maybe a uh, cottonmouth? I don't uh, know. Uh, Rattlesnake. Yeah. Could be a rattler. Yeah. But apparently, oh, at rattler. least in China, like you know, and I guess, you know, this is sort of a, the holistic um, market in medicine traditional there. Traditional medicine? Of, yeah, aside from traditional medicine. So that, does this, like, uh, in the Old West, didn't they have snake oil salesmen? In that, wasn't that a thing they. Like fake medicine was called snake oil. Yeah, that actually makes you yeah. wonder: is that something inherited from the um, Chinese labor that was imported to the West? Essentially, slave go. labor used to build mm -hmm. the railways. Mm -hmm. yeah. Oh no, it's it's full of snakes. It's good for you, right? 
Uh. But it is believed that the snake venom has uh, medicinal qualities that help uh, with uh, different kinds of medical issues such as uh, uh, nearsightedness, hair loss, and... Erectile dysfunction. There it is. There you there go. go. There it is. Yeah. Get your, now it all get, makes and sense. And he was yeah. getting this for his son. Yeah, yeah. It's, right. it's not for me. It's for my son. You know, <laughs> yeah. It's not, that, okay. issues it's not that my snake's not working. Right. You know. Well, and it's just interesting, too, how he waited a year before popping one of these open. Like, well, you got to let it was age. Was he thinking you know? ahead? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean... I guess he was. (laughs) Okay. Wow. Wow. That's um. So beware of Chinese. So do you guys think that will ever be a trend that catches on in America? Snake wine. No. God, I hope not. I mean, I don't know. Okay, let me ask you this. All right, if you were in China. Okay, or you went to a Chinese friend's house and they offered you and something. And they were like, hey, dude, I got something. It's a little out there. Okay, would you drink snake wine? Is there money involved? <laughs> I would 100% try it. Yeah. 100%. <laughs> because why not? Are you opening the bottle? No, hell no. I'm not going to open the bottle. I'm like, all right, you open it over there across the room. You know, because okay. I'm, pretty sure, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure. I'm not sure. that fast, but I can outrun a drunk snake. Okay. I'm not a you real. You don't have to outrun the drunk snake. You right. just have to outrun the other people. That's true. Right. So <laughs> I, can, I can get out of the room before the drunk snake crosses the room at me. But. I would 100% try snake wine. 100%. Not sure how no. I feel about you now. I, I, uh, probably no different than you did before. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That's. Uh, You're not that guy, pal. Trust me. You're not that guy. <laughs> but yeah, I could see. I could see it being marketed in a certain way here where, you know, it, uh, you know, to me, it's no. No more risky than some of these hard seltzers where, you know, we're buying. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I certainly have seen some late night infomercials marketing questionable products here in the sure. uh, in the United States. I don't know if quite on the level of this, but. We'd, we'd have like gummy snake wine or something. Ugh. Don't, don't. CBD don't infused. Yeah. Sure, sure. Ooh, lactose snake wine. Oh, God. What? <laughs> but you think about it i mean snakes and and then using snakes as an antidote to snake you know it's like it's the anti-venoms and the sign of the american medical association with the snake around the uh, pole which really goes back to hebrew uh origins of moses in the in the desert with the hebrew children and they were being uh, attacked by snakes because they were complaining so much it says that the lord inflicted in in uh, That's a pretty hard way to after them? deal with people. Like, don't, it's like, don't make me pull this car over and yeah. send snakes after right. you. Right. Stay on your side of the car, your brother. If you kids <laughs> don't shut up, okay, I'm going to send snakes after you. <laughs> don't make me turn this yeah. car around. Yeah. yeah. I think we're I, all going to the bad You place get a now, snake. Except for Reverend you get Martin. a snake. You get a snake. You Everybody all gets get a snake. snake. Yeah. So they had like a killed snake. On a pole that then counteracted the venom from the 
from the live snakes. And you think that's kind of like a killed virus that we take to ward off real viruses. There you go. So I don't know. I know that's kind of a, a very broad analogy, but there you go. That's answers so much. Kind of like the definition of uh, check dark logger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> check dark snake logger. Yeah, wow. That's yeah. Check thing. Yeah. Or snake. We will definitely start a new trend with that. Yeah. All right. Yeah. And if you have to, you know, get it uh, from another country, then your check's in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> we'll be back with some more discussion in just a minute. Welcome back, everyone. So today's discussion is, well, gone on the dark side. <laughs> Snakes and beer. <laughs> Snakes and beer. Darkness. Yes. But we're going to move on to some beer. And the next one that we are going to talk about is the Big Bad Bronze Baltic Porter. Baltic. Mm-hmm. Yes. This is from Odyssey Beer Works in Arveda, Colorado. And this is a whopping 7.3% ABV. Yep. Yeah, it is. Crisp, smooth, full-bodied beer with notes of plum, toffee, and raisins. Yep. Not Got sure the dark describe. fruit in there for sure. Not sure if I'd describe it as crisp. Mm, not crisp. This one's warmed up. Yeah. I would say a prune juice. Not really. It's better than that. <laughs> Just being facetious. <laughs> But there are. It's there something are. that my grandmother used to give me when I was a little boy. Here, take some fruit juice. Oh, <laughs> wow. Is that when you were being a little jerk? <laughs> yeah, right. He was running around too much, and yeah. she wanted to make sure that he stayed at Gra- Grandma yeah. needs you to sit down for a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's got some sort of barley wine notes to it, though, like uh, raisinish kind of stuff. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, it's not a barley wine, but. You know, there's it, no no otter hops or it's otter It's more into that spectrum than anything we've had so far. Sure. Well, a Baltic porter is an offshoot of an 18th century porter style channeled through the history of imperial stouts. Um, in the late 1700s, Henry Thrale's Anchor Brewery in London was famous for its dark porter beers. And they shipped a lot of them to the Baltic states. And I guess that's how it sort of developed um what's interesting though about this style is that it can be either porter i mean ailed or lagered um Mm -hmm. yeah and i've had both versions i tend to like a the lagering version better yeah um than the ale version no offense to the ale versions and um i mean it could be aged for what a couple months to like over a year Mm -hmm. yeah and you could you could almost uh, to kind of strike a balance. You could you could you could ferment it like you would uh, say an alt beer, which is you know uh, um, uh, an ale at a low temperature. So you sure. could do it that way as well. Yeah, yeah. So the name Baltic Porter's only been around since the nineties. Really? Like it's not a historical name. Oh wow! Like it was. It doesn't uh, surprise me. Uh, and describes a modern collection of beers with a somewhat similar profile Who from it? Baltic countries, and it's not historical versions. So, so I, I, uh, uh, who came up with the first one? They probably you know, applied for the style or what? Exactly, they uh, probably have a trademark on the name Baltic like Tennessee whiskey. You know, yeah. yeah, yeah, totally. But it's very okay. So it's a lot different than the previous beers that we had. 
Um, it's a little bit more fruit forward, you know, in that maltiness. Um, does it feel 7.3%? Yes. Yeah. Yep. Boozy. Yeah. Was the first a little thing. Bit. That I yeah. Down. I mean, yeah. Yeah. Definitely compared, compared to everything else. Definitely compared to the others. You know, 2% yeah. is a pretty And big it's not jump. as big as some of them get. I'm thinking of the one that, uh, very interesting beer, uh, Flying Dog Gonzo Imperial, Imperial Porter. Porter. Such a good, but beer. that is a Baltic Porter. It is that they that they actually made for Hunter S. Thompson, and yeah, it was his favorite beer. Wow, great, great bottle art. Is it his bottle? Yeah. Yeah. What is it? What yeah. is that one like? Eight or nine? It's nine point two percent. I thought it was close to ten. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. There you That'll go. That'll get you. There you go. But okay, so for. The Baltic porters that I've had and that Reverend Marcus had, I think this is a little light in this scheme of flavors on a Baltic porter. I think so too. You know, it's yeah, it's yeah. it's like it's been young aged as opposed to old aged. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If that makes any sense. So the complexities haven't developed yet. Yeah, you know, yeah, exactly, year. exactly. Um, I'd love to see this if this was aged a bit longer, you know, and and more like dark fruitiness and. Maybe like take that little alcohol burn off of it, off of the top, and right. you know, and trade it with it the fruit. Feels like it needs like a, a uh, little yeah. more bittering component to it, or something. I wouldn't hate just a barrel finish, personally. A well, tannin yeah, from sure, that, that's, sure. And that mm-hmm. that's that's very very true as well. Like I, I was thinking, barrel or extra hops or something, just just something to kind of cut that sweetness and the booziness a little bit introduce a little more astringency but yeah you yeah want to go back and keep drinking it yeah, yeah sure. get that pucker kind of like where you want to yeah sure or i could see with this one being if you if you lagered it that once it's fermented then i make an ice beer from it oh wow oh, yeah. it even further yeah, yeah. we don't in, so we don't uh encourage anybody doing that in the united <laughs> states of america because that would be illegally distilling yeah don't tell kind anyone. of distilling yeah. in reverse order but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well anyways we are going to rate this baltic porter otherwise known as big bad bronze baltic porter a4 oh uh, uh, force had it okay i mean you yeah. know i mean i was three but whatever (laughs) (laughs) okay let's move on to the next one this one is from bruise beers and this is their czech dark lager bruise haven't we had 4.8 percent abv you know we started with a dark czech lager well we didn't start you're right so this is full flavor with chocolate roast and malt a complex beer that is still light refreshing and a low abv that you can enjoy several with so 4.8 percent this is a little lower than the rest that we've had you know what's weird is like so the previous beer was seven percent 7.3 yep this one's 4.8 and Mm -hmm. i feel like there's more complexity in this beer you don't feel like it there is Oh, I feel like it. I'm I'm feeling me right now. I feel it all over. Yeah. This yeah. I could just mm-hmm. inhale this. Like I mean, like literally just inhale. It's got the aroma. The aroma. It's got the mouth feel. <laughs> oh, I just did. Yeah. Yeah. Drew just found out he cannot breathe wow. beer. Not for lack of trying. Well, there's a first time for yeah. everything. 
fish doesn't wow. know it's in water. Yeah. Yeah, and what's the ABV on the? This is four point eight. That's amazing. It is amazing. See, that's what I just think. This beer is fantastic when you consider that. Right alone, <laughs> alone. Right. I almost wonder, like, are they lying? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I know. Tell me the real ABV. Right. Well, you know, like so many times, like when we do IPAs, you know, we'll do a flight and like we'll maybe mix in a session IPA or a lower ABV one, and it. It suffers, you know, because it, it lacks flavor complexity. This is the exact opposite. This is the lowest ABV that we had in the flight. Yep. Right. Mm-hmm. We're finishing with it. Right. Mm-hmm. Like we're doing everything wrong. Sure. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Completely. And, yeah, and it's blowing our minds. Right. Yeah. yeah. Which is ridiculous. And yet our palates are not so fatigued that they can't pick up some new interesting no, notes. And from especially this. coming yeah. after that coming after that 7.3% Baltic Porter. Mm-hmm. You know, there's some chocolate and there's, you know, a little bit of roast, but there's just a lot of different things happening with this beer and they're all good. God, I mean, yeah, this is, uh, this is a testament. I've never heard of this brew before. Have you guys like brews no. beers? No, I never have, but I, I think that it, it, it puts the, uh, the, the Putin, uh, lager to shame. Oh, totally. Yeah, totally. Wow. This. Yeah. This is uh, impressive. Frankly, this it, is. It puts almost all the rest of the flight to shame. I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. all of them were good. Yeah. Right. No, there, there was, was not a bad beer. Right. In right. The right. 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 I would. I would drink plenty of every one of the beers in this flight. But this one, if you just line them all up, this is far and away best in show. Yeah. This one's a little extra special. Well, the Brews beers. Dark check logger, we are going to rate a five. As if there was any doubt. Only because we don't have a six. Now, looks like we have time for bonus. Right? Dun, dun, dun. Okay. So let's go into the Jolly Roger Black Logger. <laughs> Yars. Yeah. Except it's not. Uh, yeah. So this one is 5.2% ABV. And it is coming from Eddie Line Brewery. Eddie Line. Eddie Line. Mm-hmm. Is that down old Copper Line? Uh, Sorry. Sorry. Wow. This is Buena Vista, Colorado. Ah, bueno. Right. What's interesting is the description that was told to us was that it was a logger. Logger. We were sold mm-hmm. a bill of goods. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. 5.2% ABV, black as midnight sky, bold as a pirate. It is not black as midnight sky. It's pretty dark. It's, yeah, I mean, it's, it's not. It's one of the darker beers in the flight, I would say. I mean, well, because the there were at least two that were lighter than it. Fair. I would say the Schwartz weather was. That was the darkest. Night. That was yeah. the darkest one. Yeah. This would be second or third. Agreed. It's tasty. I mean, it should be a lager. Yeah. But it's tasty. There's a there's a fruitiness about it. So say there's a yeah. rum sweetness that I was gonna say. That I that makes me feel like that might be the difference between this and if it was a lager. It doesn't mm. finish as clean. Is that something that's characteristic of ale yeast versus lager? I yeast? think so. Like there's, there's right uh, to me, it's the finish a lot of times. And you have, yeah, it's it's fermented at a ambient temperature, and 
because this is an ale without a lot of hops. I mean, there's there's the black IPAs that we've talked about, but this, yeah. you know, doesn't have the hop to counter to counterbalance anything. So you're getting yeah. a little bit more fruit. This one's got um, a little more mouthfeel to it too. Mm. To me, it's yeah, like it's a little chewier. It, yeah, it is. It's interesting. I would posit, and I may be entirely wrong, but that's. I would think that is something to be expected more from an ale yeast than a lager yeast I think in so general. Too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, because lagers like tend to be drier, right? Nothing. Things don't mm-hmm. drop out of those cold temperatures, like, right? You know. Yeah. Yeah. This is nice. Yeah, now, and yeah. you know, if you if you if you ferment your ales at a very low ambient, you're going to get less, you know, fruit, but you're still going to get some. Yeah, I mean, this isn't this isn't bad, and this works in the flight. I mean, in in the scheme of it, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Even though they lied to us and hurt our feelings, I I still like it. Okay, okay. Well, we are going to rate the Jolly Roger Black Lager Ale. (laughs) Yar, a lager Um, from Eddie Line. We are going to rate this a four. Good job, baby line. Just don't lie about it being a Yeah, lager. don't ever lie to me again. Okay. Now, quickly, we do have time for just one more bonus beer. What? And bonuses that, on bonuses. I know, right? And what we have in front of us is the Dunkel from Yeehaw Brewing, mm-hmm. which is kind of in our- Johnson City, Tennessee. Yeah, which is in our backyard. Well, our yard's not that big, but the state's well, quite large. Yeah. Well, true. So this one is 5.5% ABV, and again in the wheelhouse of a lot of what we've been drinking today. So Dunkel is a ger- another German, mm-hmm. a dark German lager. Made with wheat? Uh, no, a Dunkel no. Weizen is made with wheat, right. but uh. a, a traditional Dunkel is just, I think, barley. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. It's. It's. I just always a, look at Reverend Mark because he knows everything. I don't yeah. Know. No. It's. It's. It's not a wheat wheat ale at all. You're right. There is the bison box. There is a dunkel Weizen, which dunkel is bison. the kind of the wheat version of a dunkel. A dark. It's a dark wheat beer. Right. No. Right. But like the the dunkel is really just a nice big dark kind of chocolatey beer. Mm-hmm. It's definitely um, big, especially. For five point five percent, it drinks kind of like that big bad brawn a little bit. Not quite as boozy. Not as me. not mm. as boozy. Probably not as pruney with the dark fruits, but it's definitely got a bigger flavor than a Schwartz beer. Like that. Right. That's the cool thing about it. It's like a Schwartz beer is like is German. It's extremely clean lager. A Dunkel is also a German lager, dark German lager, but it's got more rounded flavors right. going on there. it's it's really right between the Schwartz beer that we started out with and then the Czech amber that yeah. was more nuanced this is in the middle yep, yep between yep. those two very cool yeah. and and I'm very happy that a Tennessee brewery has a really nice version of a dunkel mm-hmm. I mean it's mm-hmm. it's not a style that a lot of American breweries do no, it's not common. And I mean, still in this Should day be. and age, we're getting so many funky IPAs and sour IPAs and fruited things and lactosey things. Smoothies. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, it's a. Gummies. It's, yeah, gummies and all sorts of things. Slushies. But, but this is nice to like actually go back to basics, if you will. Beer flavored beer. Right, exactly. And this is very flavorful. And again, at. 
what five and a half percent ABV. This is this is a lot. Is it just me, or is this less "quote unquote" roasty than the rest than the Schwarz beers that we had? Or is that just the the higher ABV, you know, the more "quote unquote" booze? Yeah, I don't get a lot of roast character in this. Uh, so here's what uh, uh, a dunkel should be: it a traditional malty brown lager from Bavaria. Deeply toasted, bready malt flavors without any roast or burnt flavors. Smooth and rich with a restrained bitterness and a relatively dry finish that allows for drinking in quantity. Mm. There you I go. I love that. That's Not my best kind of beer. It's quaffable. Yeah. Yeah. It's very quaffable. And we are going to rate this a four for the Yeehaw Dunkel. Uh, well, Yeehaw. I'm pretty sure Yeehaw is German for... That's good. <laughs> I think the Germans are going to be mad at you, but it's hard to tell. Yeah. Well, I think that's going to do it for today's episode. And what a cool episode, I think, right? Mm. I mean, with all yeah. these like interesting dark beers. I could do this again. Yeah. Well, I'd like to thank my co-hosts today for joining us all together. Reverend Mark, thank you so much for being here. Thank you. So good to be here. Good old boy, Drew. Thanks for having me. Good old boy, Dave. Moist. <laughs> Had to. Of course. Had to be done. Of nice. course. Well, this is good old gal, Juliana. Thank you so much for joining us. Keep on chuggling and catch you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle at Sip Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping. Tanhan production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.